0: Episode number 259, Advanced After Effects Techniques with Trent Armstrong, part one. Let's do it.
1: This is the definitive podcast for helping you plan, create, and execute dynamic worship experiences at your church. Useful, practical content in the areas of production, worship, communications, first impressions, and more. This is Making Sunday Happen.
0: This is the Making Sunday Happen podcast. We help you with your worship experience week in and week out. Thanks so much for being here. Man, what a crazy year it has been and continues to be. And I love seeing how the church is alive and well. We hear from a lot of you guys, pastors, worship leaders, and other uh, leaders in the space, uh, in church world, And you guys are doing a great job of planning, creating, and executing your worship experiences, whether that is uh, in person or online or a mixture of both or outside services or whatever you're doing uh, during this season. Uh, You you guys are finding creative ways to minister to the people in your community. So great job. Keep up the great work. Uh, We took a recent poll in our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. And if you haven't joined that group uh, please do so. It's on uh, it's on Facebook. Just search Making Sunday Happen. Uh, it's for uh, everybody who uh, creates, plans, uh, and executes a worship experience. So if you're a pastor, a worship leader, a tech director, a volunteer, uh, if you touch the worship experience in any way, uh, even guest services, first impressions, all that kind of stuff, uh, they're all in that group. Great conversation there. So Making Sunday Happen Facebook group. Uh, but we did a recent poll and most churches that we surveyed about 85% or so are meeting in person with safety measures uh, and online so um uh so i would say we're back to our normal situation um for the most part in that we're meeting on uh in person uh, maybe distanced or or whatever in the room um but we're and we're also meeting online so that's what a majority of churches are doing right now that we're that we're seeing about eighty five percent um are 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 uh, meeting in person uh, with some type of measures uh involved um and of course meeting online as well and that's what we uh encourage. Uh, Online is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. So it's not like if you didn't have an online presence before COVID hit uh, that you should not stop your online presence at all. It's got to continue. You have to keep going online is here to stay. So you need to focus on uh, making the best in-person gathering you can if you are meeting in person and the best online experience that you can uh, while you meet online uh, as well. So both are important. Some churches are seeing declines in attendance in both places. Some are staying steady, but most of you are creating worship experiences for physical gatherings and live streaming your service. So as far as worship experiences go, things are kind of getting back to normal. I don't wanna jinx that or, or uh cause any uh <laughs> uh you know controversy uh here, but um for the most part I think that's where uh, we are we are seeing churches going is an in-person uh and online gathering. Okay, so some churches are retreating back to online only. You've seen North Point make the decision that they are online uh for the rest of the year. You've seen churches like uh Summit Church in Raleigh, North Carolina that are going to kind of a, a home church uh model meeting in homes. So a lot of churches are getting uh creative. Uh but for the most part uh that's what we're seeing is is in person and online. But it it also uh seems that um that the, the North Point and the summit uh models uh are rare and they are in cer- uh, certain circumstances depending on the size of your church. So that's what we're seeing and hearing. Uh we would love to hear from you. You're welcome to email me, Carl at uh twelve thirty dot media. Find us on social, let us know what your church is doing, and we would love to uh, to share that with our audience. So wherever you are at your church, we want to serve you well at our ministry. At 1230, we are all about helping you with your worship experience. So we do that through ready-made media, custom media, and training resources. So if you need any help with media content uh, off the shelf, ready to download Uh, or something produced custom just for you, let us know. Um, And as far as training uh, goes, our blog is free. Our podcast is free. We have really affordable uh, books uh, in our bookstore online. Uh, We also have other resources on our site that you can check out. So uh, visit us online, 1230.media is our website, 1230.media. We want to serve you guys well during this time. This week on the podcast, I welcome motion graphics legend, Trent Armstrong. Trent is the lead motion designer at Igniter Media. So before COVID hit, we had a lot of interviews lined up, a lot of shows lined up, but the the schedule kind of shifted some. So we're airing uh, a few interviews that we got before COVID hit. So if you hear us reference anything before COVID, that's what's going on. Uh, Trent and I really dove into motion graphics Uh, and how to uh, do motion graphics well at your church. So if you create video content at your church, uh, we're going to dive into a quick Adobe After Effects class with Trent this week and next week on the show. Uh, I've created hundreds of videos in After Effects, but guys, I'm telling you, I haven't even scratched the surface of what Trent can do with the program. A lot of folks I talk to are scared of After Effects. I was scared of After Effects when I first jumped in. It looked really complicated. Uh, it takes uh, some time to to figure out. But there are some, uh, some tricks um, to make it uh, a lot simpler. Um, and if you are in After Effects, Trent's going to give you some some great tips to really simplify it and to really uh, make it easy to to enhance the videos that you're creating at your church. Um, so a lot of people think it's complicated, and um, granted, it does take some time to learn, but you can get there. Um, so now's the time to jump in, especially you know if you're working from home or have uh, a little bit more time through COVID. Uh, I, I know that's funny because some some of you in the tech world might be working more. Uh, than you did before COVID. But uh, if you're home and uh, or or at the church and have a little bit more time, now might be a good time to jump into After Effects and learn uh, the software. Uh, Trent and I will be uh, talking about some basic and more advanced features and effects like fractal noise, set mats, gradient wipes, beams, and more. And so you're going to learn a lot just like I did from this master. He is a genius when it comes to After Effects. Super humble guy, but is uh, very knowledgeable when it comes to uh, Adobe After Effects. So I'll share two conversations that I've had with Trent recently. The first from Salt 19 last year, where Trent was teaching a workshop on motion graphics, and uh, we'll also start another interview that I did with Trent more recently, uh, right before COVID hit. That we'll we'll finish it up next week on the show. So you're getting two weeks uh, worth of Trent Armstrong this week and next week. But first, I want to let you uh, know about the Worship Summit. Live. It's an online event for worship leaders, pastors, and ministry leaders. They had the worship summit live just a few weeks ago. So I want to share a quick interview uh, and some highlights from the event. I had an opportunity to talk with the host of that event, Paul Richards. So here's a couple of minutes. Um, from, from Paul on what, uh, what happened at the worship uh, summit live just a few weeks ago, um, and uh, just some highlights from the event. Great event. Uh, uh, my, uh, my friend Katie Allred spoke um, at the event, and Dave Dolphin and Paul spoke, uh, and Pastor Jasper Williams uh, and others. So here's a, a little bit from Paul about how that event went. Check this out. Hey guys, I wanted to jump on the line real quick with Paul Richards, who served as one of the hosts of Worship Summit Live 3. It was a virtual event on July 29th that featured keynote speakers like Dr. Barry Hill, Pastor Jasper Williams, Dave Dolphin, Katie Allred, uh, and others. Paul, welcome, man. Thanks for hanging out.
2: Hey, I'm happy to be here, Carl. Thanks for having me.
0: Now, tell me a little bit about uh, the event. Give me some 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 uh, overview and some highlights from it.
2: Sure. So, it was just yesterday. Worship Summit Live is a all-day, full-day event for church production and uh, worship leaders. We split it up into a leadership track and a technical track, and I was really surprised how many folks wanted to get technical. You know, people are really getting excited about live streaming and video production and moving online, if you will, kind of being forced to. Um, so we had just an absolutely a great day. The worship uh, leadership track was really great. Uh, Pastor Jasper Williams talked about executing with excellence and you know, really bringing um, some power into what we do um, in the worship space and making sure that we're striving for excellence. So it was really powerful. And then getting into the technical track was a lot of fun. Not only was there a full day of education in a live streaming track, but we also had Zoom video conference breakout sessions, which really allowed people to network and get into small groups. We did small group breakout sessions, and that allowed people to really get answers to really super detailed questions that they have at their churches, while at the same time kind of coming in and out of the educational tracks that we offered as well. So,
0: who was the event for? Who attended the event?
2: Well, I would say that it was generally, uh, I'd say the biggest bulk of folks were somehow doing uh, technical implementation for their church. So they're on the AV team, maybe they're a volunteer, maybe they're a pastor, but they came and they were like, look, I, I like the, the leadership stuff and a lot of that's really rejuvenating and helps you kind of avoid burnout and, and try to you know come up to speed on some of the leadership stuff. But I think what we really drilled down on and provided some great information on was the technical side. And I was surprised whether it was pastors who were taking on this technical role saying, we've got to move online. What we're doing is not working. We can't just put a camera in the back of the room and do the same services that we've always been doing. We have to try to reinvent here in the midst of uh, the pandemic. And so I think that the most people came that they were, they were either volunteers or in the media side of the church or pastors who don't have a media team who are trying to wear that hat as well.
0: That's awesome, man. I love how you guys are stepping into it during, uh, during COVID and really helping churches with practical uh, training uh, on how they can uh, craft their online worship experience better and, and their worship experiences uh, in, in person and online. Uh, that's awesome, man. So t- tell me when the next one is. So July 29th was this one. Um, uh, you know, uh, that one's passed, But uh, but you've done three so far and the fourth one's coming up in November, right? Tell me about it.
2: That's right. So November 18th. So Every uh, worship summit, we get a new keynote speaker. So I'm not sure who it's going to be yet. Um, But generally, especially right now with so much stuff changing, I do want to invite back some of the best speakers that we've had two or three times now, like Dr. Barry Hill. He's the author of Mixing for God, and he's been giving us these 45-minute powerful lessons on how to become a better audio engineer. For So many people are excited about that type of audio stuff. Uh, Seth Haberman's the digital pastor. Uh, he's actually really popular on YouTube, and he always is just so energetic and fun. He's from the, the West Coast up in Spokane, Washington, so I definitely want to have him again. Uh, our keynote from uh, yesterday, Bill Tenny Britton. Man, wow. Hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about uh, some of the things that he brought to the table, but all the statistics about kind of the mainline decline, unfortunately, that's happening in a lot of churches and how we can combat that and try to turn it into a, more of a multiplication movement and his book, From Dinosaurs to Rabbits, to see kind of the this- scary statistics of what's going on, unfortunately, in the worship space, not just here in the United States, but all across the globe. And then what we can do to try to regrow our churches and reinvent ourselves. Um, It was very eye-opening. And so that's all been recorded and it's available. Mm -hmm. That hour-long keynote, I want to have Bill Tenney back in November as well, because everything is changing so much that uh, to see, you know, the statistics of a of an author who writes about this space and someone who's been a pastor for like 35 years to see, he's seen it kind of all. We had a big boom, it seems like, in the worship space over the past 20, 30 years. And now it's kind of dipping down and, you know, those folks who are active and proactive can certainly uh, turn things around with the right, uh, you know, strategies.
0: Awesome, man. Will you guys be on the lookout for tickets for uh, the next Worship Summit Live November 18th? Just go to worshipsummit.live. Just be watching that URL for information and tickets, worshipsummit.live. Paul, thanks for hanging out, man.
2: Yeah, my pleasure. Hey, guys. I'm here with Trent
0: Armstrong from Igniter Media. Trent, both you and I are After Effects junkies. Yes, so I love After Effects. This interview could go on forever. Yeah. Because we love some Buckle After up, Effects. Buckle up. Settle in. <laughs> After Effects. All right, here we go. So you did a workshop on next level After Effects. Right. So one thing I was asking you is well, how many people were in it? And it was almost full. It
1: was almost, there were only a few chairs that were empty, mostly up front. So I think it was attended by
0: Baptists. <laughs> so I, that surprises me in a way, and it surprises me in general, that more and more people are getting into After Effects. More and more right. people are interested in, okay, how can I do this for my. For myself yeah so give me a couple of quick takeaways now i don't want to go too deep but give me a couple right. of takeaways for someone interested in after
1: Effects. okay so something that is particularly helpful for me is starting with a photoshop file yeah. if i have a designer that can create in photoshop then i can take it in after effects and start even if i don't know a lot about after effects bringing a photoshop file in will already give me a, a composition that i can start to mess around with okay so that's Uh, really helpful the text comes over you can animate the text in after effects Uh, you can also use templates people uh, have gone through the hard work of creating templates and made those available you don't need to reinvent the wheel maybe you can change colors change text and get that going Uh, at igniter media where i work um, we have templates for just about after effects templates for just about all of our motion products and so Uh, I try to make those as easy to get in and edit and get out of render quickly uh, as I can. But also if you open those up, you can maybe see some of the tricks I use, uh, see how some things are put together and hooked up. So that's uh, maybe a little helpful as well.
0: Yeah. So what would you say to the person that's just like, after Effects just blows my mind? I, I can't even,
1: how do I even? Well, that's why I was so surprised that there were a lot of people in the meeting because what it seems like is people open after effects maybe punch a couple buttons and then shut it down right well so tutorials are great Uh, there are a lot of people who will do tutorials where you just start with I'm going to create a composition I'm going to put the size I'm going to put the frame rate then I create a uh, solid and so really rudimentary steps through all the way to people who are creating time travel effects so pick kind of where you need to start and then make sure that you don't just use the tutorial as your thing so if you're creating a graphic that's the the graphic doesn't just come from the tutorial use the tutorial to build your repertoire build your tool set so as you kind of build through different projects you go ah i remember how to do the lightning bolt from there i remember how to do the smoke thing from there and pull things together like that Uh, Build a community, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, build a community.
0: How do we uh, learn from each other?
1: Yeah, so uh, in a church world, a lot of times you're a one-man band, and so it's really important to find other people in your area that are at least interested in the kind of things you're interested in. Uh, You can find online communities, there are MoGraph camps, there are really interesting things happening in the motion graphics community takes maybe a little bit of turning over rocks. Uh, you can come to me, find me, and I can help you maybe get started uh, in building a community. But it's really important. There could be an After Effects user group where you are. Get involved in it. Even if it's something that seems a little bit scary and intimidating, get over your fear. Jump in and be active in the community because you might learn from someone. And if you learn from someone, you want to be able to teach someone. Right.
0: So in church world, let's think worship experience for a second. So um, what elements of a worship experience could I or should I incorporate motion graphics in? So I'm talking announcements, mm-hmm. countdown, that walk me through a worship experience.
1: Well, I, I love the idea of everything being uh, just a complete package. Yes. Maybe. So if your, um, your sermon title is a certain design, Take that design, use the colors, use the elements of it to build out the backgrounds right. for the lyrics. Um, use, and it doesn't message have to content. be, yeah, it doesn't have to be specific, but you'll, you'll use that for the message content. Even if you're doing animated graphics with right. it, you can use that, you can break that out. Uh, you can even go make a countdown with that graphic. Even if it's just a blank, still graphic and a countdown on front, then you start your service with a certain look and you go yes. all the way through the end of it with that same uh, look and everything feels consistent and uh, comfortable. And its uh, I think it makes for an enjoyable experience.
0: Good. So if our worship experience goes from the parking lot to the parking lot, which is kind of what I <laughs> believe, so we can mm-hmm. incorporate things uh, every step of the way. So let's walk through in a series branding uh, package, Yeah. What should be in a worship experience? What should be series branded?
1: Okay, let's let's take like uh, Easter for example. Okay. okay, so you'll have Easter invites, right and maybe your your uh, uh, your video that you show four weeks before Easter is, hey, let's invite people to Easter. That's got part of your brand in it because you have a certain sermon title that you're going to be doing, a certain graphical look uh, for handout cards. You can give print those out for your congregation to give to their neighbors. You can have placards that people put in their yard. You can have uh, banners that start with, invite people to Easter, and eventually the same look becomes, uh, he is risen You know, on, on Easter Sunday. Uh, so all the way from, you've got parking lot, he is risen, all the way through the entrance to the worship center, and then, man, how cool is it that all of that imagery spills into the screens right. and on the bulletin and uh, people are wearing lanyards that have, he has risen on them, he has risen, uh, ask me about that kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, it, uh, you can do that all across the board. Right. And when you do, uh, I, I kind of feel like it makes not only people e- excited about what's coming, excited about what's going on, because it's it feels like a big event, yeah. But it also builds uh, camaraderie. Uh, your your church feels like it's a well-run machine, right. even if people Everybody's don't go talking to each other. right. Even <laughs> if people don't say, "Wow, they did a really good job of this." You you're walking in and it feels uh, really put together and cohesive. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Last question for you. So, talk to the Salt community. Why is it important to come together at Salt and learn from guys like you and collaborate with each other?
1: Well. Uh, Again, back to the working on an island in a church. Uh, That is something that really is kind of near and dear to my heart because I was in a church for a little while. And uh, trying to get inspiration is a big deal. Trying to solve problems is a big deal. Uh, Trying to get a little bit of validation now and again is a big deal. So having a community that can come around you, and especially people that can speak uh, hard truth to you, you know, man, the, the whip pan you did, the transition you did with the particles it's pretty terrible, and it doesn't fit. So do something different. I love you, but do something different. Okay, that's cool. Thanks for helping. Now help yeah. me workshop what's going yeah. on. Uh, if you don't have that community around you, then maybe you don't feel like you're succeeding as well as you are, or maybe you could succeed even better. You just don't understand how to get yourself there yet.
0: Awesome, man. Well, thanks for your time. Yeah, man. It was my pleasure. That was an interview that I did with Trent at Salt 19 last year. And I recently caught up with Trent and we got into a little bit more detail about After Effects and some effects, some techniques, and some great things that you can do with the software as you make content for your church. So here is my recent interview with Trent Armstrong. Check this out. Hey guys, today I welcome to the podcast my friend Trent Armstrong. Trent is a senior producer at Igniter Media. He's a master of motion graphics, visual effects, video production, and a bunch of bunch of other stuff. Just the the man, the myth, the legend. Trent, what's up, buddy?
3: I'm a master of so many different things. It's Dude, amazing.
0: I, I will. Uh, I sit at your feet. Uh, I, come on in. We're not worthy. <laughs> <laughs> How are you, man? All Tell right, me. Not... Just, I'm good. Let's just say that I really like After Effects. Yes, so, you do. We'll, yes, we'll you do. That. I love it. We we really connected last year at Salt. Um, and just got to hang out a little while and, and man, we could talk After Effects for
3: days, me and you. Yeah. I enjoyed hanging out with you back at SALT. That was a fun conference.
0: Uh, Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for, for your time today. Um, now you're an After Effects student. You've been in, in AE a long time, um, since the uh, invention of the computer and dinosaurs. I'm just kidding. All
3: right. So what, what got you into Since 1997. Wow. Yeah, I I moved here from New Orleans to get a job at uh, Priority One Productions, and I was doing uh, fundraising videos for churches, and in doing some of that, I needed to animate logos for the churches, and there was a guy named John Grable. I hope that somebody listening to your podcast has heard of John Grable, Uh, but he was at uh, Priority One Productions. um, also Bluefish TV and has yeah. eventually become right now media. Right. Uh, but he is the one that started teaching me. He would give me little nuggets and I'd go off and try to use After Effects then I'd run into a wall and I'd go back to him and get some nuggets from him. And he was real patient and uh, helped me get my feet under me with After Effects and was always experimenting. He was always, trying new stuff. And so um, part of those two aspects of him and kind of his character are what really, uh, that's not what sunk me into After Effects, but it's what got me interested in making sure that other people knew how to use After Effects.
0: So tell me how that kind of morphed into ministry. For you, you walk me into how you got to Igniter and how you're using your your skills and abilities in After Effects for for ministry for the church.
3: Okay, so Rob Thomas, who uh, is the founder owner of Igniter Media, uh, he came to work at Priority One Productions, and so he and I did video production uh, for fundraising for a little while together, and then. He moved on to the team of the youth. It it was kind of a progression as each of us moved into the uh, the production on the Bible study video series, uh, unfiltered. And then there was uh, an adult Bible study video, adult, not adult themed. It was for adults. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) uh, So then at some point, he went on the first right now media trip Uh, it was the trip around the world they did a video series uh, for that and eventually he started wanting to make short films like mini movies that we call them now uh, sermon video illustrations and presented that to the leadership at Uh, priority one and bluefish tv they were like yeah no that's not exactly kind of the path we want to take so rob went off on his own and shortly thereafter uh, i had been working on uh, video interview stuff storytelling and doing uh, show opens and interstitials and graphics and putting putting the shows together uh, at that point which kind of became my passion the the motion graphics side of it became way more interesting to me and shortly thereafter rob asked me to come work for him and do his client-based video uh, production called bedhead media or bedhead Productions. and uh, while he was doing the sermon video illustrations so then um we started kind of Working me off of the client based stuff and into motion graphics, uh, worship backgrounds and things like that, so that uh, we could begin to enhance what churches were using on their screens to uh, not not just mini movie things but other things as well.
0: now you guys are you guys are a, a leader in the ready made uh, space for churches. And, uh, it's interesting. Uh, I was talking with, uh, Rob recently about this and, um, it's interesting cause you, you make a lot of that content for them. And then several of the producers on igniter, on igniter seeds, family worship and, and mm-hmm. others have come to us. And so we're, we're making that and we're selling it or they're selling it on igniter. So it's mm-hmm. interesting how kind of we're all, um, working together without knowing it it's actually. It's one big family. Yeah. It, is. And it is. not
3: I won't say that everyone in our space is this way, but I will say that from the very beginning of um, this whole church media, ready-made media, um, backgrounds, mini movies, sermon, uh, or worship intros and all that stuff, that the most – Fun and encouraging thing for me has been how we don't try and defeat each other, yeah, or we try and challenge each other to be better at what we're doing, yeah, just to make each other personally better, and then to have better content for the church.
0: Yeah, that's it's so true, man. Fun. Yeah, that's so true. That our our goal, you know, people kind of look at it from the outside uh, and say, "Oh, you guys are in competition with each other," and it's really kind of funny because. Uh, a lot of us are are good friends in the community, right. and kind of kind of bounce ideas off each other and learn from each other and share work and and all kinds of stuff. So I I really appreciate that about you guys. Um. So uh, okay. So today I want to really dive into After Effects uh, a lot and talk about motion graphics, and I want to couch it in this idea: our, our bullseye at twelve thirty Media is all about the worship experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're all about. Uh, How do you take your audience on a journey from parking lot to parking lot? And we help you with media content and training to do that. Um, And so I want to talk to those people that are either on staff at a church or volunteering who are creating their own content for their worship experience and for their, let's say, social media platforms or whatever, but especially uh, the worship experience. So uh, we're talking to content creators today, especially video guys who are making content. So I really want to couch our conversation in that and take a deep dive into After Effects. So tell me, uh, a lot of people are scared of After Effects, intimidated by yeah. it. So talk to those folks who are like, oh, <laughs> there's no way I'm touching After Effects. Talk to those people.
3: Well, yeah, I mean, it's the same with, with anything. If somebody just brought you a car and put it in front of you and you've never seen a car before, you would probably be scared, but lots of people drive cars. Uh, typically you learn how to drive a car from someone teaching you how to drive a car. So if you open up after effects and you think, Oh, I'm scared of this. I'm going to shut it down and never open it again. Then you need to just find someone that knows how to use after effects and have them start trying to walk you through it. Uh, the, um, internet, I, I don't, recommend just using tutorials from the internet uh, because that can limit your vision. Uh, But if you were to find someone, even if it's just someone who also is a little bit scared of it, and you guys want to get in together and and start messing around with After Effects, uh, that is a great place to start. Um, You also want to just kind of, if you get in and punch buttons and create solids and put effects on them, you may start learning something. But if you have a kind of a plan in mind, I saw this thing happen. I want to try and do that thing with After Effects. Then you can uh, probably find tutorials that can help you get there. Or you can have questions to ask someone and say, hey, you know, I saw this thing, this uh, certain transition or... A uh, green screen. I want to put somebody on a green screen and, and cut them out and put them in the desert or whatever. Um, having a plan, having some, at least some kind of vision for where you want to go with a project is a great place to start.
0: Yeah. Tell me before we kind of get, take a deep dive here, tell, give me uh, an idea of how many mini movies, or let's just say, or videos you would have, you've created in your career. Give me a, oh, a breath of your work.
3: <laughs> I, so that is maybe too much. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I started in After Effects in 1997. So is that 32 years now?
0: It's tw- 22
3: years. 20, 22 years in After Effects? Yeah. Uh, also, side note, After Effects can do math for you. <laughs> I'm terrible at math, so I let After Effects do math for me sometimes. Uh, but twenty twenty-two years in After Effects, and um, I admit it just about every day. Yeah, and uh, I'm still learning. I I feel like I've got my ten thousand hours by now. Yeah, but I'm still learning and still yeah. growing in After Effects. Um, so I I. I don't know how many videos I've made. All right, That's a let, really interesting question.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, so let, let's say let's say this uh, for a thirty to sixty normal thirty to sixty second spot. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, um, a full mo piece. How long would it take you to usually put that? Obviously, it depends on complexity and that sort of thing. But on right. average, uh, about how long does it take to put together a thirty to sixty second
3: piece for you? Uh, maybe start to finish. If if somebody brings me a design and I have to choose music and do a little bit of editing, uh, probably four to six, four to seven days. Um, there is probably other stuff in there. There's rendering and there's mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's um, approval process and stuff like that. But there's other life and yeah, I got to sleep and things like that. But maybe four to four to seven days depending on the yeah. complexity.
0: So I want people to get a sense of that, especially pastors uh, who may be listening to think, oh, well, I I can give my guys something on a Thursday. We can crank it before Sunday, right?
3: I mean, (laughs) that is uh, not respectful of the person who is doing the motion graphics.
0: So give me a realistic lead time. If I'm a pastor, I have a series. Give me a realistic lead time for a motion graphics piece to be made, to be used on Sunday.
3: Four to seven days, you think? I think, yeah, if, if somebody has a sermon series that they care about and they want to promote, um, promote and then have, and you're, you're not just talking about a sermon series because you want from parking lot to parking lot. Therefore, maybe it's going to have, um, backgrounds that go with lyrics or welcome screens or countdowns, Countdowns. things Mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. And uh, four to seven days is not enough time for something like that. You know, yep. especially if there's got to be approval process and uh, everything's got to be ready to go on a particular Sunday morning. Uh, at least four weeks, if not yep. more, uh, just for the for the motion production. On that.
0: Good. I want people to have a realistic uh, portrayal of that. Um, okay, so I, I want to take a deep dive here. And uh, I don't want to uh, lose people, but we, we are going to get in the weeds a little bit of plugins. Um, and so I want to kind of talk to you about your favorite After Effects plugins and effects. Um, and so I want to maybe start elementary, but we can, we can go a little deep uh, for people who are, are ready to be a little bit more advanced. Um, so set us up here. These are plugins that are included in the software, right? This is not like I'm going out and buying a third party thing these are all included right? right right okay all right so number one is fractal noise so tell us what that is and how i can go about using in some things i can use fractal noise to do
3: yeah so if you let's see uh how can you think of fractal noise um if you just look at a a good cloud cover a cloudy sky uh then it's probably gonna look like that. Just a generic black and white cloudy look. Uh, it's grayscale, you can add color to it, which is, uh, can, can be fun, but just in general, it's, it is a noise um, algorithm, noise formula that is used to create an image. And there are different kinds of noise. you got swirlies and blockies and uh, things that look more like clouds and more like smoke. And uh, all of that lives inside the fractal noise uh, plugin or the effect. But uh, you can also kind of evolve through it. So it's like it's in 3D space and kind of moving through the clouds. Uh, a lot of times people will use that as the motion for the their their background or whatever uh, i think that's an interesting place to start but it's not where you need to end up for your motion now you can make things look like water you can make things look like smoke you can do clouds you can do lava you can do um, you can do the greeble that would show up on uh, the outside of a Death Star or things like that. You can make stars, uh, make your fractal noise real small and uh, real contrasty, and you got a star field. Uh, so there's there's a lot of fun stuff like that. You can also use it if you have an organic transition you need to make. So you actually have water footage and you need to to make it seamlessly loop, which I always recommend not using a fade or dissolve to loop your stuff uh, just because, you know, challenge yourself. Um, But you can use the fractal noise. I'm actually doing some of that right now with uh, some paint imagery. The paint's moving, kind of swooping across like this, and I'm using the paint itself and adding some fractal texture on there to kind of break up. The, the transition uh, so uh, we're going to get to it in a minute, but I'm using gradient wipe with the, uh, the fractal texture
0: fractal yeah, face. so while you hit on it let, let's let's hit on that. What is the importance of and I'm, a, I'm right here with you on seamless loop. Uh, what is the important, uh, importance of, of that um, on, on screen? can we won't you speak to that for a second <laughs>
3: I I care if the screens are distracting yeah. in a uh, church service. If you want to be simple, be simple. If you want to be complex, be complex. Just don't be distracting. And uh, the more we can uh, make our loops seamless without, and is the average Joe going to go, huh, that was a fade. Probably not. But you don't uh, you don't want to um, use your loops in such a way that you even give a chance for somebody to go, huh? That was weird, right?
0: And I think I think cuts are the worst on that. I still yeah. see lyric backgrounds at churches um, with you know water or something will go for twenty seconds and then hard cut and start back again. Yeah. It's so jarring. Yeah, it's so jarring. Um, and it's it's very distracting. And, uh, you know, m- m- I, my guess is people are, are noticing that. I, I mean, I cringe constantly if there's a background like that during a song. Um, well, it
3: takes your but, eyes off of the lyrics. I mean, if you're, you're trying to pay attention to several things when you're worshiping, you're trying to make sure you know what the words are. And then you're trying to use those words to praise the creator of the universe. Right. And suddenly there's a cut and you're like, Whoa, what was, oh, oh man, I can't, right. I don't even know what the next words are. Now right. I, I'm not saying don't cut on the lyrics because I also think that if you're fading your lyrics on top of themselves that you're distracting because there's a whole second there where it looks like jumbled uh, nothingness mush on the screen. Oh.
0: So I, I got in trouble for this a few, couple months ago. In a Facebook group, I uh, it was a pro presenter Facebook group, I think. And I said, Hey, uh, you know, pro presenter tip, uh, it's my preference, or I, I think that you should cut your lyrics, not dissolve them. Absolutely. Boy, I got destroyed.
2: Mm-hmm. I got
0: people going, like, you know, teach his own and, you know, agree to disagree and things like that. And I'm like, Oh, okay. But it's I'm still. It's the telling exact you,
3: same. It's the exact same if you're doing a uh, an IMAG production. I also don't think IMAG needs to be on the screen with lyrics. But yeah. if you're doing an IMAG production and you have a person's face one direction, and you dissolve to their face tighter, yes. different direction, whatever, and there's even a chance that their eyes can come near each other, right. then you're just creating terrifying monsters on the screen. Right. And there's if you're if you're gonna fade from here to here. That's one thing, but that's more of a artistically musical thing. That's not, that's not during, uh, someone speaking on screen.
0: It is. And it's hard, it's hard to explain that. And it's hard to say, this is, this is the standard. Uh, you know, if you've been in the field long enough, you kind of know just some things that you do and don't do. There's not really, we need to write a rule book, me and you, I think.
3: (laughs) Uh, All we need to do is make sure people. Uh, I don't know necessarily want people watching uh, Golden Globes necessarily, but if you go back right. through uh, some some um,
0: award show. live,
3: yeah. yeah, good live award shows or you know older TV, yeah, when they were bare bones. Like we just have a dissolve and that's it. Then you can see the techniques yeah. and people. Uh, get a dissolve button on their uh, on their switcher and they think "Oh, and make it look like TV and hit a dissolve. But that's not what TV looks like.
0: Well, why do, why do these companies still put, you know, star wipes and all kinds of stuff in the, in the switcher? I don't know. The only, (laughs) uh, you know, VBS would be the only maybe time that you can play around with that kind of stuff. Um, But yeah, I agree with you. If you watch even like a dancing with the stars or something that's live, you know, watch and and see when they're cutting and when they're dissolving. Mm-hmm. My guess is most of the time, ninety five percent of the time, they're cutting everything. Um, and if they do dissolve, it's going to be maybe a slower song or they're building a puzzle where one's a wide shot into a close up, something mm-hmm. like that. So yeah, as far as um uh, camera work directing, um I definitely agree with you. What about this?
3: And- no. One, one more, one more uh, thing about the lyrics. So, if you have a one second fade on your lyrics, then you need to take your lyric slide a second sooner than you want people to be able to read it and lead see it those lyrics. Yeah. If you if you're cutting your lyric slides, you cut right about the beginning of the last word. Yep. And if you're fading, you have to back that up even farther. Because of the time it takes for the words to resolve themselves. Yeah. So, okay. Yep. Exactly. That is a question.
0: that is a massive pet peeve of mine as well. Uh, in le- in that we Thank need you. to lead lyrics. It bothers me in worship when we're halfway through the next slide, when the slide advances. Um, yeah. It's it, it's you can hear the congregation singing, and it's a, you know, okay. Uh, now we know. Right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly all right so your opinion on this what about uh do you cover your edits like there's a there's a trend now especially youtubers and things like that of hard cuts on like if you see my face right here and a hard cut and a hard cut and a hard cut do you and and do you like that is that or do you prefer to cover well, your edits
3: uh my rule of thumb is content like you said earlier to me content is king but you don't want to be distracted so if uh if a cut is reasonable over you know you got four six ten seconds of someone talking and then you don't have b-roll and you just cut i don't think that's a bad thing but if you're cutting the the head you know jumping different places every couple of words got to cover it. Yeah. Uh, So if you're going to cover something, if you're going to use just one B-roll shot, you got to make it a long one and you got to make it matter. It needs to be meaningful. Yeah. Again, challenge yourself. And then uh, if you, my my rule of thumb that I learned a long time ago was always, if you can use one B-roll shot, you should probably be able to use two or three. Mm -hmm. And, Mm -hmm. uh, Otherwise, it just looks like you're dropping band-aids on something. Correct. So, especially you
0: can hear the audio edit in in between under the
3: footage. And I'm I'm, so I'm not opposed to cuts on interviews. I would I would much rather just have a cut than dumb B-roll
2: that
3: doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, But uh, if you're going to put B-roll in there, make it matter, and at least use a couple shots.
0: Good. I think
3: and not uh, not just one time in your in your thing. You yeah, you want to spread the B-roll out so it doesn't look like you're just using it to cover cuts. Hey,
2: 1230 Media Community. It's Luke McElroy from SALT Conference. We just announced that this year we're going virtual for the first time ever. So SALT 2020 will be an online experience that anyone can tap into from anywhere in the world. You can register and get your ticket at SaltNashville.com. But don't worry, there'll still be all the great speakers like Andy Minio, Nikki Lerner, Joseph Sojourner, Glenn Pacquiam, Brady Schreer, Stephen Brewster, and countless others. Take a look at all the details, and we'll see you this October at saltnashville.com.
1: The show notes for this episode are available now at makingsundayhappen.com.
0: Next week on the podcast, we'll wrap up my conversation with the great Trent Armstrong and learn some more After Effects techniques that you can use at your church. If you haven't joined our Making Sunday Happen Facebook group, be sure to do so. Several thousand people interacting in the group over there. Just search Making Sunday Happen on Facebook. And be sure to rank and review our podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you consume your podcast. It really does help us with getting this content out to more churches completely free. We'll go out there and create some incredible worship experiences this weekend. I'll catch you next week.
1: Making Sunday Happen is a production of the Ministry of 1230 Media. For show notes, archive episodes, and more free resources for your church, visit makingsundayhappen.com.